Welcome back to hour two of the WRSU crew. My name is Josh Myers. I am alongside Jess Buckley, uh, Dennis Geisler, and also Max Sanchez via Zoom. I actually just recently found out it's via, not via, which actually shocked me. Are you serious? Yeah. That sounds wrong. Whatever. Yeah, it sounds wrong. It's like Jiff and Gif or whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah, like we mentioned, Max Sanchez is actually in Ann Arbor with RJ Silver Cohen for the Big Ten Wrestling, uh, Big Ten Championships, actually. It's not the Big Ten Tournament, it's the Big Ten Championships. And RJ Silver Cohen actually got an interview with uh, Rutgers Wrestling Head Coach Scott Goodell. Uh, so I'm going to play it for you right now. Here's RJ Silver Cohen with the Rutgers Wrestling Coach. I'm here with Head Coach Scott Goodell. So, Coach, what are some of your expectations for this Big Ten tournament, given the younger composition of this season's team? Um, our expectations are to advance as many guys as possible, you know, and that's hard to do in this conference. We're going to have to wrestle really, really good. Uh, but those are the expectations. It's been three really good weeks of training. Uh, our guys are healthy for the most part, about as healthy as they're ever going to be. Uh, and it's been a really good lead up to it. Now we have to perform. So those are the expectations. We're going to get their best effort. It'll be the best version of themselves since we started here in November. So hopefully we're at our best and we can wrestle well, win a lot of close matches. Awesome. Um, given how young this talented group is, how high do you think they can climb in the coming seasons? Well, as we get, you know, as they mature and get older and have been through this tournament, they're obviously going to get better as long as probably the most important thing in this sport is maintain health and uh, just continue to get better. So as we go in the future, yeah, I think this could be a really good team, but we're so focused on what's going to happen in the next 48 hours. That's all we're thinking about. And, uh, you know, it evolves. Guys come in, transfers come in, recruiting gets better. So you never know. So you take advantage of this opportunity to wrestle in this Big Ten championships because they don't come around often. Sure, sure. Um, reflecting on how Anthony Ashnault was in his first two seasons, is there any current wrestlers on the team that give you hope of becoming the next national champ for you? Uh, again, I don't think of that. I think about winning the first round of the Big Ten tournament. That's my focus, and uh, I won't put the cart before the horse or whatever that saying is, but uh, I'm focused on tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. Uh, what kind of adjustments can be made? I guess maybe you would give me a similar answer. In the time after the conference tournament concluded and nationals, what kind of yeah, adjustments can be made? a lot can be made. There's a lot from dual meet season, the Big Ten dual meet season, to the Big Ten championships. We got matches where we wrestled, for example, 125 and 141. We have two Michigan kids we've wrestled before. So first round. 149, first round, we've wrestled before. Uh, so there's a lot of those scenarios. We're going to have to make adjustments because this is the best conference in, in the world in wrestling. They're going to make adjustments. So we got to really be focused on that. And uh, so it happens week to week. And certainly there'll be more made after we get through this tournament. And it goes first round right into the quarters? Uh, yes, I believe the quarters are tomorrow afternoon, yeah. Okay, and so... Semis are at night. Dean has Medley first round. Correct. He beats him. Spencer would Correct. be C next. That would be the... Yes, that's the... That would be the road he would have to take. Correct. Excellent. And just one more question for you. How do you plan on returning guys like Dylan Shaver and John Poznanski well, to the lineup they're right now, season? so they're going to be a huge part of this. They're going to be a huge part of the lineup next year. Mm -hmm. And they're both redshirt, and Dylan will get a medical redshirt. Uh, so he'll get his year back and... Pause is in the middle of a redshirt season, and we look forward to both those guys in the lineup. Uh, Turley's expected to come back as well as Correct. Uh, Soldano, obviously. So How do you plan on juggling those three? We'll figure it out. We'll make sure they're all in the lineup because we have to have the best lineup possible. Excellent. Yeah. Well, appreciate you so much. Good, you got, man. Yeah, good luck this weekend. Right, we'll see and that was head coach of the Rutgers wrestling team, Scott Goodell, talking to RJ Silver Cohen. 
The Rutgers wrestling team will compete in the Big Ten Championships uh, this week in Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, led by heavyweight Boone McDermott and 125-pounder Dean Peterson. So uh, it's going to be exciting. RJ and Max will, ha- be, will have you on the call um, tomorrow and Sunday, so it's going to be exciting. And hopefully, you know, the Rutgers wrestling team can get some uh, NCAA uh you know qualifiers for that tournament so gonna be exciting um and uh yeah so and there's a lot of other spring sports here um I'll, I'll actually uh hit you up with some updates for friday games for some spring sports uh unfortunately Rutgers baseball lost in a close matchup in the first game of the series uh against unc greensboro by three to two uh tough loss there i i know it was two to two going in the ninth inning i'm gonna lose my mind i'm gonna lose my mind this team's gonna make me lose my mind this baseball team They're yeah gonna make it's me really lose my mind the Rutgers baseball team actually had a, had a, a nice home win in their home opener. They won. It's nothing. They, they won they, against St. Joe's. They probably Joe's. should have won by more. They Honestly, probably yeah. shouldn't have like, got, let that game take as short as it did. I, I know they had that. I was actually at the game a little bit, um, and mm-hmm. I know I was there for that big inning where they scored like five or six mm-hmm. runs. And, and then nothing happened. Yeah, I sat true. there for I'm kinda three glad, hours. <laughs> I'm glad I, I left after that inning because there, nothing else happened. Because nothing else happened. Besides, um, a, a, I'm getting hit in the face. That was that was a really unfortunate. Wasn't there like a huge delay because of that? Yeah, yeah. it was like 30 minutes. Wow. It was maybe like indeed there was. It was yeah. bad. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully that ump was okay. But yeah, yeah the Rutgers baseball team falls to UNC Greensboro three to two in a close, close game. And they gotta win the next two. They gotta win. They, they really gotta. do because I mean, in baseball, it's a sport where uh, the the team can can perform really good one day and then really bad the next couple of days. It's it's a it's a game of of slumps. It's a game of slow starts, and it, it's just up to the team to get out of these slumps and slow starts and. I think they have the talent to do it. They just need guys like Ryan Lasko and and Chris Brito to lead the team. Yeah, they need actual hitting. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Cohen has been a beast for us. Trevor in, Cor- in Cohen's year. been great. He's been, he scored both of the RBIs today. Right. But even then, he was one for four. Not necessarily like all-time great hitting. And there were no one. Only Cameron Love had two hits on the team. And Crota Grauer was the only other player to get on base twice. No one else got on base twice on the team. They had six hits and three walks, which, again, your pitching staff is not good enough to win if you put up two runs. Your pitching staff is solid. And honestly, Drew Conover, like, you can't lose a Drew Conover start like that. Like, he's been playing a lot better. He, his first game wasn't great for Rutgers, but past Second that, game he was, he was lights out. a really six solid innings, job. Six scoreless innings, I think, like, two or three hits and then seven Ks. It was a... It mm-hmm. was a, it was a it was uh, Drew Conover being good as advertised, so that was that was a, that was an exciting game for him. Yeah, and um, you know, like I said, I mean now Rutgers is is uh, what two and five now, and or three and five now. Three and five, yeah. And uh, they definitely need to win these next two games against UNC Greensboro for sure. So um, unfortunate for the baseball team, but I mean, what are you gonna do? You just gotta get back on, get back out on that diamond, get back out on that field, and mm-hmm. keep your head up. Uh, we'll uh, cross over to Rutgers softball here. As they uh, are playing in the Janine McCanny Memorial Classic in uh, te- in Lubbock, Texas. I don't even know where Lubbock is, but it's Lubbock. <laughs> is that's it where Lubbock? Te- that's where Texas Tech is. Okay, it's yeah, a college that, town. Te- yeah, actually, so Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock. I, I don't know why I thought it was Lubbock, but anyway, in the first game today, uh, Rutgers actually defeated North Dakota twelve to four. Not actually, because they're actually they're not, they are actually a. Solid team this year. I mean, they they're what now three and thirteen and three, and yeah. they're off to a, a really good start. Uh, Kylie Sand, Peyton Linkavage, uh, uh, Ryan Orange. She won Big Ten Freshman of the of the week um, earlier this week. They also have Morgan Smith, who's 
who's a, a great pitcher on the mound. So yeah, I mean, this team is great, and and it, I mean, it, it certainly looks good this year. Uh, they, I'm just worried about what happens when they play against actual Big Ten teams. <laughs> sure, but I mean, <laughs> because it's, it's always, that was the struggle last year. It's they always had good. a good out of conference slate. They beat a couple of okay teams. Mostly played against a bunch of not great teams, and then once they got to Big Ten play, they got blown out by everybody. So I'm not going to get excited for this team. But I mean, you, you, you got to win a Big Ten game. But you got to be who you play. That's true. That's true. That's true. But you also schedule your own out of conference. And games, also, so. also, <laughs> we'll see what happens against Texas Tech. Okay. That's an okay opponent, but North Dakota was actually is actually one in fifteen. So I mean, yeah, I guess not really an impressive win, but at the same time, got to beat who you play. So it's, yeah. good, it's good they got the win. We'll we'll see what happens against Texas Tech. They are a yeah. decent Power Five opponent. They've beaten a couple of teams that Rutgers has also beaten coincidentally. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, Texas Tech. They're actually in the middle of that game. It's I think it's three three. Last I checked, in the middle of the third. Or now it's probably bottom of the third. It's three three, I think. So yeah, hopefully they can. If they can beat Texas Tech, that'll be that'll be a good win for them, uh, and and ex, 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 uh, extend their winning three, three record to the fourteen top of the fourth. There you go, there you go. So good, uh, good job by the softball team. Hopefully they can stay, keep staying in it and get that win. And tomorrow they will be back and playing against North Dakota, um, in in Lubbock, Texas at eleven a.m. They they repeat both of the games again tomorrow. They do repeat, and then yeah, North Dakota and Texas Tech. They play North Dakota tomorrow at 11 a.m., Texas Tech tomorrow at 4 p.m., and um, on Sunday they'll close it out with a a New, a New Jersey battle against Seton Hall with uh, uh, 11, 11 a.m. first pitch. So, mm-hmm. How come they don't, like, their first Big Ten game is March 24th? How come they aren't, like... Just how it is. Oh. I mean, think about how long it was before we had a Big Ten game in basketball. Yeah, good point. Um Baseball is even longer because the Big Ten can't really play conference games for a while. Because, like, imagine here in early March. Like, right yeah. now, imagine playing okay. baseball or softball here right mm-hmm. now. Now, imagine it in, like, Michigan right now yeah. where it's snowing <laughs> in Ann Arbor. Horrible. Good point. Well, I think their their first Big Ten opponent is Illinois. So mm-hmm. that'll, be a big, that'll be a big series. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. That's not until March 24th. So I've got time for that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how, like, it, it's just such a long time. It's like. I know. It is. Man. Especially because, like, I don't know when they have their home opener, frankly. I think they have, like, the, the big, like, weekend series thing against, like, New Jersey teams um, is their home opener. But that's a while away still, I think. Let me see. I mean, lucky then they get to be in, like, warm weather. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but their their still. home opener is March 17th. Wow. That's when they actually play things here. And that's just them playing against Iona, UMass Lowell, and St. Peter's, and Holy Cross here. All those teams are playing each other here. Um, And then their home Big Ten opener is March 31st, which is also the home Big Ten opener for the baseball team. So it'll be a while still. We'll we'll stay updated. (laughs) We will definitely stay updated. Uh, I think now we're going to pivot to the women's lacrosse team as... They unfortunately took a loss on Wednesday against number fifteen ranked Princeton, uh, eighteen to twelve at home in Piscataway. Uh, definitely a tough loss, especially coming at uh, especially coming off a, another loss against Army, ten to five. And mm-hmm. uh, the, now they're in a now they're in a little slump. And you know this this Moser class team is definitely good. They're ranked they're ranked in the top ten. I don't know if it, it might have changed, but I think they've dropped out of the top they ten. Might have, even but still, even I mean, still, it's it's. A, a, a tough little slump against these two teams, uh, against Army and Princeton. But hopefully they can bounce back as they don't play this weekend, but they play next. They don't, they play next weekend against Penn State in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, 
So that's that's I think yeah, that's their first is that their first Big Ten battle? It is. I yeah, they're so. going to Nashville to play against Penn State and Vanderbilt. Wow. Uh, Vanderbilt. I don't know if I, I I do wonder if Penn State is going to be counted as a Big Ten matchup. Um, yeah, I think why not? I mean, it is. I think it yeah. Is. I, I, I just think of it like I, I remember. It is neutral territory, though. Yeah, well, not only is it neutral territory, but it's also at an SEC team, um, which I don't know if, uh, what conference Vanderbilt plays uh, Lemons Lacrosse in because I don't think the SEC supports that. But even still, it's not the Big Ten. Um, so I do kind of wonder what's going to happen for that. Um, but. Uh, because, I, I mean, I remember a while back in football, North Carolina and Wake Forest, for the first time in, like, I don't know, five, six years, were not going to play against each other in football. But they both had an uh, out-of-conference date available. So they were just like, how about we play against each other out-of-conference just because we want to? <laughs> um, so they played a ACC game, but one that was out-of-conference officially and did not count for the conference standings. Um, and I wonder if that's how this is counted or if they're just like, who cares? It's Rutgers playing Penn State. It'll be a Big Ten game. I think Vanderbilt plays in the AAC for women's lacrosse. Yeah, I'm, I don't think about Vanderbilt often or yeah. at, at all. They are, they are a good baseball team, though. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it's an interesting thing because, like, I mean, the, the Big Ten, uh, women's lacrosse has, like, a, a solid number of teams in the Big Ten. But men's lacrosse has, like, six teams in the Big Ten, which is the minimum. To and they have, have, they have Johns Hopkins, right? John, yeah, John, John, John Johns Hopkins. John is, Hopkins or it's John, John Johns Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, why does Johns yeah. have a Hopkins? What is that? What's up with that? No idea. Who, who's, who's to say why Johns is a Hopkins? <laughs> who, who knows? Um, but they have the minimum to uh, actually like auto qualify a team to the NCAA tournament, which is six teams. Um, so I guess Johns Hopkins is just the guy's name. That's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> really? a, real, a real guy in the 1800s is named Johns Hopkins. Bro's name is John. Not even John. I'm His just name is John. I, I, I love you, John. I love I love you, Jumpin' Johnny. I, and, uh, Johns. Yeah, <laughs> I, J- John's a good name. Max, do you, do you like the name John? I think it's a good name. I because I do I do really like Jumpin' Johnny Harnett. Mm-hmm. You make, I was about to say you making fun of our boy Jumpy. No, Jumpin I love Jumpin' Johnny, bro, bro. Me and him. Me he and was him. just featured on. He the was WRC just featured. I actually went. I went to a basement show with Jumpin' Johnny. I love. I love that guy. Such such a class act, as Alex Carmody would say. And uh, you know, I actually I I take it back. I do like the name John. It's uh, th- th- there's a lot of cool Johns. You know, John, John Cena. Do 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 do. You always go to like the high pitch. I know. I don't know how. It's, you always do it with can we just talk to but you? Yeah. but he always he has a voice crack within it too yeah. so i just wait he for had a it because i uh, i, I, I heard it max the josh Martin voice it. crack compilation is about to come so uh yeah uh <laughs> we're not gonna pivot to men's lacrosse men's lacrosse the number eight ranked men's lacrosse team they defeated st john's at home 20 to 6 they absolutely destroyed st john's and th- it was a crushing victory ross got five goals jack Amon, Four goals. Shane Murphy, his first three goals of his career, uh, his collegiate career. Dante Kula scored two goals. Brian Cameron scored two goals. Mitch Baker, he scored his first goal of his career, of his collegiate career. Logan Peters scored a goal. Nick Tereski scored a goal. And Eric Savetti, they scored a goal. Uh, he scored a goal. And uh, it was Peters, Tereski, and Savetti's first goals of the season. Um, they got playing time. They got playing time because it was a crushing defeat, and, and, and they got in the last couple minutes and uh, – they made uh, they made their names known with with some with some big goals. So uh, good to see that. And now this week they will be playing 
back at Chai Stadium against Utah. Uh, so it's it's apparently Jersey Day. I think personally, I think every day is Jersey Day, but at Chai what Stadium, is it's day? what? What is Jersey Day? It says. Like, Oh, maybe it's not New Jersey Day. Maybe it's like Jersey, like Jersey, like the shirt day. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, don't really know. know what it is. Or but. it might be. I mean, considering we are New Jersey, it could just be Jersey Day. But then you're right. Every day is Jersey Day. Every day is Jersey Day because we live so. in Jersey. I live in Jersey my whole life. Same. So, yeah. I found this on the web. I sure haven't. You yeah you didn't find it on the web. Sorry, Siri. <laughs> Siri was a. Uh, my Siri, Siri went off. Siri was activated. If anyone heard that, yeah, it's my Apple Watch. I don't know. I didn't say Siri. I didn't well, say. Don't hey, say it now. I, I, I say it, like, yeah, say it, it again. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that AI's name, so it doesn't. It doesn't speak. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, back so, to Jersey Day. Whatever. Back that to Jersey is. Day. Yeah, that's interesting. I will actually be. I will actually be at that game. Hey, men's lacrosse is hype. I honestly love lacrosse. I mean, I mean, lacrosse in general is hype. But I, but I went to the men's lacrosse game last week. I still gotta go to a women's lacrosse game. College lacrosse is so hype. Oh my god, it's exciting. If it's you better when they're good, you know. Like exactly. That's it. It's like and in the fam, it gets loud. Like where where where. It gets loud. Like, even I was up on the top rows, and it got really loud. Well, yeah, and that's why I wish they did it at, like, Yersac, so that it was, like, a, a louder, smaller environment instead of being, like, in SHI, and it's, like, this huge stadium, and there's, like, 40 people in it. Not, yeah. like, 40, but there's, like, a solid crowd there, but not, like, 60,000, you know? So, Jersey Day, um, youth lacrosse players in eighth grade and under wear their team jersey and they receive free admission oh so, so it's it, not, it's about, not new jersey, about new jersey unfortunately but that's misleading jersey. because jersey, it says jersey it would have said new jersey day if it was about new jersey no because people call it jersey people just yeah, call it straight like, up jersey this there's a <laughs> wait do you know the drake and josh line it's like there's a new jersey like 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 drake asks there's a new jersey and then jo- josh, josh answers line. with yeah they just opened it max you know what i'm talking about he's giggling I have no clue what you're talking oh, about. You don't, right. No, but you watch Drake and Josh. How do you call yourself a Drake and Josh fan and don't know those. that line? I don't remember. It was the one. It was one where they had to watch the teacher's dog. We're, we're talking about a episode. show that I watched when I was like four yeah, or five right? years old. Dennis, you, I don't know, you know what everything. episode of Drake and Josh I'm talking about? No. Did you watch Drake and Josh? No. Ah. Uh, <laughs> L. That's an L. I'm sorry, Dennis. De- okay. Leave Dennis, Dennis alone. Dennis, you're a walking W, but you not watching Drake and Josh is an L. Okay. You, you Dennis is much. never coming back to What do you mean you didn't miss much? It was a it's peak not, show. It wasn't that much of a staple. Peak show. All right, we're going, we're going to break because I, because Jess's opinion is for, is infuriating me. So, You're uh, being mean to Dennis. That's not fair. I wasn't being, I said he's a walking W, but he, it was an L for not watching, uh, an L Drake for not watching Drake and Josh. Dennis, Dennis, <laughs> D- Dennis, <laughs> Dennis, you know, you know, I'm, I'm very fond of you. Thanks, Josh. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so with that, we're going to head to break. I've, I've been, I still am, Josh Myers along with, Jess Buckley, Dennis Geisler, and Max Sanchez. This is the WRSU crew. We will be back very shortly. Don't you forget about me. Another great song. Another that was great, a good song. great 80s the lyrics, hit. Right? I got the I got the lyrics right this time. Thank God. It's also a great song. I can't didn't, I can't forget didn't the lyrics. Didn't do any lyrics. What? Yeah. Well, didn't last do week any lyrics. Last <laughs> week I messed up. Yeah, I, I messed picked up one of the, the songs. Lyrics. I messed up the lyrics, but this time I got the lyrics right. So W me. Gotta say. No, J- Josh picks really good songs. I got, I got some. Like, dude, I got. I got some great music taste. I really do. And shout out to my dad because my dad introduced me to all these '80s hits and '70s hits and '60s hits and all the, all all of the like. So shout out shout out my dad. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the WRSU crew. Uh, if you've been listening, like you should be, my name is Josh Myers, uh, with Jess Buckley, Dennis Geisler, and Max Sanchez. 
Uh, we got 37 minutes left. I think we can... Hmm. Dennis... Yeah? What's been on your mind in the sports world lately? Uh, actually, I have something that's been on my mind. I talked about this a couple days ago, um, and I just want to talk to you guys about this also. I'm going to talk to everyone I can about this. You guys know the, the Elam ending for basketball? The who? Elam ending. Who? Um, this is okay. So, did you watch the All Star Game, the NBA All Star Game, no, in any of the last I actually, like, four I sp- years? I specifically said how how that's uh, that is that's something I would not be watching. I would it's not be really boring. Into. I don't like because the I'm not a big. I mean, I've I've been very critical of the NBA on Friday Crew. And mm-hmm. Not a, not a big fan. I think I'm fine with the NBA from time to time. Oh, hey Connor, it creeped me out over there. Turn up Connor's microphone. Which like, one? Which one is it? Talk. Just, just do all of them. I want to hear what Connor has to say. He can turn on his own microphone, just like make sure that me? the it's faded up. Yeah, Connor, it how's it going? Okay, hi. I uh, I actually drove in, listened to the crew start out this yeah. month, this uh, the Friday. Yeah. Wonderful basketball coverage. But I was going to I was gonna I don't want to hijack what you're talking about. I just uh-huh. wanted can I talk about my feelings after watching it last night? No, hit me. Uh, about, this is news director. Yes, Connor I'm news Cullinane. director Connor Cullinane. Driving Welcome. in. Four o'clock. I've seen you. I've. I, I remember I met you uh, a couple months ago, and I saw you at the um the bed races. Yes. Yes. Good um, to see you again, man. I was driving in. Great coverage. A great uh, like analysis of the game last night for uh, for both the women's game and the ba- the men's game. Really, mm-hmm. really good. Um, I watched the men's game on my dad for some reason decided to buy a seventy two inch television, uh, and put it in the basement. So I felt like I was there, mm-hmm. and I watched this game. Mm-hmm. Um. I just want to say, uh, completely my own personal opinion, I cannot wait for Mulcahy. I cannot wait for Mulcahy to leave this university. I have heard similar opinions from some people. I cannot wait for him. I'm 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 kind of sad that he's gonna have to walk out with graduation with me. I I was I was talking to an unnamed former sports director saying some. Uh, lightly unkind things about Paul Mulcahy a couple days ago. I I will I will put myself on the air and on mm-hmm. you know on the line for this opinion. And yeah. he, if he wants to you know come on and talk maybe about he wants improve, to fight you, fi- fight okay, you. try to try to punch me out like yeah. he's done before. Um, he's more than welcome to. But he has just gotten so on my nerves the past few games, and just making like boneheaded plays and decisions. Um. And decide like like I understand getting high at getting the ball and failing to throw you know like not walk forward and then throwing it back, uh, but then Mulcahy just you know doing the same thing, <laughs> watching that anyway. So that's that. I just wanted to say that get that off my chest. I haven't really been able to say that to anyone um, after watching that game. Got great crew tonight, by the way. Awesome, got everyone here. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks, Connor. That Thank the you. Uh, the uh, shout out the Alec interview. Yeah, with the uh, the Northwestern. Shout that was Alec. really cool. Really mm-hmm. really good um, stuff. Got a lot of insight. So I just want to say that. Good mm-hmm. job, everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited yeah. for Sunday. Very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'll be there. Will you be there, Connor? <sighs> I will be there. Will you come and say hi? I will be in the studio. Uh, oh. I will be in the stands. Yeah. You should come say hi cheering, to me and Gideon. Saying hi. Yeah, I'll say hi. Are yeah. you, you're, yes, I'll walk by. Yeah, yeah. I'll walk up. Yeah, yeah. Tune in for that. That's what, 730? Sunday night? Yeah. Our broadcast live here? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have coverage right? starting live at 715. Yeah. Very yeah. excited. And I'll be in the student section. Nightline after? Yeah, we'll have Nightline after. It's, it's, it's going to be excited. a very interesting Nightline either way. I it should like. be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll call in yeah. at the end. Yeah. If it doesn't go our way, then mm-hmm. I'll have a lot of words to say. Anyway, uh, anyway, sorry if I'm hijacking the program. I'll be leaving you. Oh, we have a newscast at 6, by the way. I'll plug that. Okay. Just easy stuff. All right. G- good luck, everyone. Listen to the news Thank at you, six. Connor. Thanks for coming in, Connor.
Preach. What a great guy, Connor Cullinane. So guys, um, what, what were you talking about? Okay, anyways, basketball. So uh, have you watched the NBA All-Star I, like game I said, in like the last like I said, four I've been, years? I've been very in like, critical. In like the last no, four years. No, I don't years. care about the NBA All-Star That's game. That's fair. I'm, I, Josh bad. is boycotting it. I root for the Sixers. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Sixers fan. Oh, okay. So Look, I love Joel I love Joel Embiid. I love Joel Embiid, but I don't really watch <laughs> basketball much. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if college basketball is better. Uh, so Okay, have you watched the basketball tournament, the summer basketball tournament? The, it's the just summer called league? T- TBT, the basketball tournament. The summer league? No, it's called the basketball Listen, tournament. Listen, if I don't watch the NBA, I'm not watching this this midsummer league. Okay. Um. Then I have to explain this format right. to you. Right. Okay. So it's a Let way. It. It's a way of. It's either called the Elamending, the Elamending. I think I, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. It's it's named after a guy. He's like a professor at Ball State. Um. That's a that's a funny college name. It is. Um. It's in like Ohio. Um. But uh. It's also called like the final target score is the way the NBA has been referring oh, to it. Oh, I was a lot. listening to you and Ty- and Tyler. Uh, you guys were talking okay, about Okay, do you remember that? That makes it so much easier. Yeah, no no no. It's like isn't it like they have to hit a instead of like let's say the target score could be like one twenty. Yeah. And they have to hit that instead of it like going to all four quarters. Yeah, instead of like waiting until I thought the it was time runs. I thought out. it was a very interesting convo. So I, shout, shout out you I'll, and Ty. I'll explain this out again. Um, I feel like I'm like kind of understanding. Yeah, because Jess seems a little confused and I can't bit. see Max. Um <laughs> So the way it works, so at the end Max, of, give a thumbs up so he understands. We'll, I see we'll Max. This, I we'll, see you, Max. We'll make this as nice shirt, simple bro. as possible nice in shirt. this. Nice chains. So imagine an NBA game, but after three quarters, instead of going to timer in the fourth quarter, at the start of the fourth quarter, they pick a number, um, some amount more than the winning team has right now, um, for the teams to have to play to. And whichever team hits that point number first wins. So the way that this changes it is instead of at the end of the game having to foul to maintain the clock, you don't do that anymore. So there's way less fouling near the end of games, and teams just have to play normal basketball. And the game will always end on a shot being made. That's interesting. I think I definitely think it's interesting. Yeah. I honestly... So- what are you talking about? Sorry, Max. We'll get to you, but because mm-hmm. I feel like you you have more ball knowledge in basketball than I do. For yeah, sure. yeah. But um, is this um, and I, I I believe in the system for college as well. Just like with a a obviously you'd have to change what clock point was that this it would like, be at. But was this implemented in the G League? You said or they've done they this. So they did it at the basketball tournament a couple times. Um, which uh, TBT if you're not like familiar with it, it's basically mostly like uh former college players who are like not in the nba during the summer um like a one like winner takes all like million dollar cash prize tournament and you have to like sponsor your team to get in it can be kind of fun it's not super exciting but espn has been with it for a while that's the first people who like really used it um the all-star game used it because um the year of kobe bryant's death they made it so that the target score after the third quarter was 24 to honor him. Um, and then the G League has been testing it out a lot lately in different contexts. They've done it in the overtime, so the entire overtime period is just a final target score. It's just a certain number. Um, they've also, I believe at the summer, one of the summer showcases for the G League, they had it for the fourth quarter. Um, but they've tested in a couple of different capacities. That's what the NBA has been doing with it. I like it. I yeah. I that's all I have to say. I feel like it's it'd be cool because uh, it's so boring seeing like these a lot of these blowouts happen mm-hmm. and th- them just like r- running out the clock like doing yeah doing some like 
going down all like the, all, all the seconds on the shot clock. It's boring. Mm-hmm. NBA is boring. I'm sorry. They're too good. The players are too good. <laughs> the players are just way too good. I, I think that's like a, a separate issue of just like whether the NBA is boring or not, which I, I kind of see it's what you mean. It's boring because they're, the players are just way too good. They make every shot. It feels like they make every shot while in college. Mm-hmm. In college basketball, it, you know, every layup, you're, like, on the edge of your seat. I, I think in some ways, yeah. I think also, like, there's just, like, a lot less hustle on defense. And that's, like, even more so in the All-Star game. Like, I see what people mean, like, the difference between college basketball and the NBA. And I feel like the way people talk about it, it's, like, the difference between, like, the NBA and, like, the All-Star game. Where, like, nobody's playing any defense and people are just launching up threes anytime they can. But, um, Max, what are your thoughts on this? I really want to hear it. So I think it's actually a good idea. This is kind of reminiscent of the pitch clock going on with the MLB. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, like it's like 15 seconds pitcher gets, and then uh, I don't know the batter the batter's box rule entirely. I but... think it's like eight seconds remaining. You have to be set in the batter's box. On yeah. The so clock. side note, side note, I'm a fan of that because that speeds up the game, mm-hmm. and baseball alone can be boring to a lot of people. Now to basketball, this target score idea, what? I personally, because it's the first time I'm hearing of this, mm-hmm. but I personally am a fan of it just from hearing it. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue. is Are all these players going to be a fan of it? And is the NBA PA, the Players Association, going to like, would they approve of this themselves? Because at the end of the day, a lot of this has to be approved by higher ups. Now, it's... I want to look I, at college, college basketball. Here, here's a couple ahead, of Dennis. positives on that front. I'll let you get to your point in a minute. Here's a couple of positives on that front that the NBA is also kind of considering. Depending on what you make the final target score, it makes games shorter on average. Um, So players will be playing for less time overall. Um, It means that instead of, like, being sitting for the entire fourth quarter or sitting for parts of the end of the fourth quarter um, or even playing out the entire fourth quarter and having, like, 48 minutes of gameplay a night, you're playing instead, like, I don't know, 46 minutes, <laughs> which, I mean, it's less. It, it, it's something like that. Um, it also means that players do have, like, another uh, layer of leverage where you can say, oh, I had the most game-winning shots with, like, within five points or something like that. And players being clutch rather than just being like high scoring or having whatever other good numbers there's another like vector that they can promote themselves on and get higher contracts for um because clutch factor is like not necessarily something that can be uh graded super well statistically at this point but game winning shots ends up being a a thing that you can grade more on and you'll see more players kind of go for um but, yeah, I mean, it's something that the N- NBA PA would have to, like, agree on and the players would have to agree on. But I don't necessarily see why they wouldn't because it's really not that different fundamentally in terms of what you're doing on the basketball court. But now continue on what you're going with that. The thing is, the way the game has been played since the NBA has been – since the NBA started, mm-hmm. well, like, I want in the 40s, we're talking about 80 years of history, basically, and we're going to change the fourth quarter. So that's going to be a huge issue for the fans if you think about it. I – but. I know what you mean. I think that's the biggest issue with it, period, is that it is not super easy to understand initially. Um, I think people will learn over time, obviously. Like, if they see it every single basketball game, every single time they see it, eventually it'll become, like, second nature to know. I also kind of equate it to, like, remember when there was no... I mean, obviously you don't remember because it was, like, the 60s. Uh, I think it was the 50s. You remember when there was no shot clock in basketball? Yeah. And they, yeah. they're literally a game where a quarter of basketball was a three to one score. 
Yeah. Like that, that was that's like high school. High school doesn't have a shot clock. Mm-hmm. So I I understand I understand that I, it it's gonna be a lot of that it, that's weird. It's, yeah. it's kind of weird to comprehend right now. But even that, Don't I like it as like an yeah. anti-stalling rule where like you no, have to definitely. play you have to play basketball in a normal way. You can't just like hold on to the basketball and like drain out the clock as much as you want. You have to play basketball in a somewhat normal way, and you have to do it in a way that like makes sense for you, I guess. Yeah. No. Definitely. And you you kind of touched on this. This might change. And just hearing this, this could possibly change the advantage to MVP front runners. If let's say hypothetically this rule were to be instilled, right? Because mm-hmm. let's let's use Damian Lillard for an example. He's one of the most clutch shooters, and especially in the fourth quarter and in clutch time, he's one of the best shooters per, and percentage wise. Mm-hmm. Would that kind of impact the top five MVP candidates? Because when you look at like for example Nikolai Jokic, yeah, he's possibly going for his third straight MVP. But he's not really like, yeah, you give him the bond last second, but he's likely to pass too. Mm-hmm. You got to think of those people who would take the last shot. Who's the type of people who would take the last shot? Like, first thing I think of is like Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Like, if this rule were back then, obviously they'd be the front runners every time, as if they mm-hmm. weren't like in the top five MVP voting. So, all the advanced analytics and the stats and clutch performance can impact, you know these type of MVP uh, votings. And this, this is, yeah, and I mean, it's really I, interesting. Yeah, and I guess what I'll say is it also doesn't mean that the rest of the game is pointless because you're still playing up to a point. And I guess my, my, my edit to it, I think one of my big issues with the way a lot of people run the Elam ending or the final target score is that they just have a set number that it goes to. So in the NBA, I think they've done 24 a lot just because it's a number they like. Mm-hmm. Um in the basketball tournament, I think they turned the, sh- the the clock off in the under four and set it at like seven points above the current score. Um, so I, I don't necessarily like that. What I like, I, I like the four quarter system, but I would prefer it so that it was the target score is the winning team score plus one third of the losing team score. So it can kind of be variable based on and i don't want to explain the entire thing again because i i explain like all the math for it again but um because i did it on monday but basically it means that a blowout will end faster a high scoring game will stay high scoring and a low scoring game will stay low scoring um and i think that's a good way to like balance it and keep it like fresh every time where it's like oh i don't know how much more <laughs> like points a team will need to score after each game it'll change each time based on how much each team is scoring there can still be like extremely high or extremely low scoring games even with this yeah. um and it uh, means but, um, that you have a way yeah. to end blowouts faster cuz that is one thing where it's like it can be kind of anticlimactic if it's a blowout but like all nba games are anticlimactic if they're blowouts and even more so in the last couple minutes where it's like almost mathematically impossible that they pull back enough points to win whereas on the other hand if like if you're down by like i mean obviously we saw that a team can be down 10 points with 75 seconds left in the game and win but that required historical ineptitude from rutgers if instead all Minnesota had to do was go on a 10-0 run, they didn't have to create a million turnovers, they didn't have to have Rutgers miss a bunch of free throws, they just had to go on a 10-0 run, stop Rutgers from scoring, and score on their own, comebacks happen way more often, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, 10-0 now, runs, especially uh, in the thing, NBA, happen all the time. 
Yeah, one thing I will criticize about this is that the point that I made earlier, how people have to adjust. The thing is, there's already been a significant amount of rule changes within other sports. Mm-hmm. And you don't, this is like changing the fourth quarter in its entirety. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Like, that's it a big be, deal. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't see this rule being instilled. And if I'm be honest, I'd be surprised if it happened within five years. I think it's I think it's very unlikely. I think I, I think what is possible is that the NBA will do it for overtime, where they will set a final target score for overtime, so that you don't have okay. multiple overtimes. And I think that's very easy to get past the NBA PA because it means that you won't have like marathon games for players. Um, yeah, and that's something they've tested a lot more seriously is just having it for overtime. Um, so I think that's probably the first thing we're going to get is overtime in the regular season will have a final target score. I think we probably have that within five years. Past okay. that, I don't know what's going to happen. And I think okay. it should be I think it should be the ending of every single game, period. Um, and that's what I kind of want to convince other people of. Um, that's like my goal of bringing it up all the time is to convince everyone that that's what should happen, whether or not it does happen. Um, but yeah. I'd have to see it like I'd have to see it um, on TV or in person somehow like mm. a few times to see to see how it work out. But um, the overtime, it, the target score in overtime, that almost reminds me of the extra the extra base inning rule and the extra inning rule with this man on second and baseball. To an extent. It kind of remi- reminds me of that in a way. Kind of, um, but, but a, a I, lot think, of people don't I like think that. less than that. Well, I think the extra base runner, it kind of it, it changes the way that you play the game. Because, like, yeah. you can have an unearned run that ends the baseball game. Like, you can, like, I remember one game where it was, like, uh, gave up a ground out that advanced the runner to third, gave up a sack fly that advanced the runner home, game is walked off, game is done. <laughs> and that's kind of ridiculous. But final target score for overtime in basketball is just if you score points faster than the other team, then you win, which is already how yeah. you play basketball in overtime. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I'm it's not I'm I'm not like disagreeing with the overtime thing. Yeah. I it's I'm just looking at I'm trying I'm trying to find like somewhat of comparison because it's it's almost yeah. similar in a way, a but it's bit, also yeah. very different. But I if it if the NBA were to instill this with overtime, mm-hmm. I'd honestly be in full support of it. Yeah. Because they're like I think even they've been in, testing it straight up in all G League overtimes right now. So I think that's okay. something they'll be moving on pretty soon. <laughs> Because when you look at playoff games, oftentimes they go into overtime the most, mm-hmm. like in that short span. And I think and they would. Course, I think they would leave the playoff format, the the playoff overtime format, for the time being. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's part of the thing where it's like they want to end regular season games faster. They don't want to end over or playoff games faster. Um, but like, well, they don't want a game in the regular season going to like four overtimes. That would be a lot on the players, especially if they've got like a game the next night (laughs) um and like two games the day before and four games the next week whatever um especially if it's a game that doesn't matter if it's like the thunder playing the jazz in the middle of nowhere um i think that's like most likely to go through about this change first is them doing that and i don't think they're going to do anything in playoffs at least for a while, until enough people have seen the format and are like, this is a good format. Because I think when people watch the format, they're going to like it a lot more. <laughs> like, if they watch it a yeah. couple of times. Because I've watched a couple games that have ended like this, and even blowouts are, like, a little bit better. Because they end a little bit faster, and they end on a shot. Like, someone takes a shot, and then they leave. <laughs> 
instead yeah. of like we're gonna sit with free throws for a while or we are going to like dribble the ball in the corner for 30 seconds until the game ends yeah no i i honestly with the play like if they were to instill that into the playoffs i'd actually be in full support of that too mm-hmm. i understand you gotta understand you, you gotta like see it through um throughout it's the regular steps. season it's or, baby steps yeah, yeah of course but the reason why i'm thinking like if it would work in the playoffs because think about I'll give you a perfect example. Game five of the 2020 NBA Finals, Jimmy Butler went off for a 40-point triple-double, and there's a picture of him leaning over uh, like a bench, and he's exhausted because he played all 48 minutes. It's funny. We have a similar picture with Alec Crowhamel after yeah. playing basketball a couple weeks ago. But um, in situations like that, he's like 48 minutes, and then I think they went into overtime that game too, but he took heavy minute load and he had to play two games later. That's almost an advantage to people who are rested within the bench. Now, another example, let's say um, one team sweeps or, or let's say um, two, two, four separate teams, two series, both go to game seven. This is very hypothetical game six, game seven. Right. And one, one of the, one of the series, they end in regular regulation. The other ends in quadruple overtime. That's an automatic that's the automatic advantage to the team that ended in regular regulation. Now you instilled that overtime rule. It's almost like e- it's almost equal opportunity in terms of like how much energy you have, how sore you are. Cause at the, you're playing 48 minutes of basketball. If you're the star player, cause not a lot of these bench players are going to get in. You want your star player in as much as possible, but he's still going to be sore and exhausted after, and he needs mm-hmm. to rest. So, and that, and that aspect where the overtime rule would actually help it, it like a target score. You, we're talking maybe what 24 points, People, it would probably NBA, be a lot that less five for overtime. It'd probably be like 10, 15 points. Yeah, that happened in like that could happen in thirty seconds. Yeah, in all honesty. Yeah. So I feel like that help in terms of and you could not go to a second a overtime. It would be impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I, it's a lot to think about. Just those scenarios I'm thinking about. Obviously, mm-hmm. like some of them are very unlikely, but we've seen the unlikely things happen mm-hmm. in sports. So I just think that, but, like, um, in yeah. my opinion, and this is me like thinking about this a lot, I think when more people see it, more people are going to be like, this is so much better and want it all the time. <laughs> Especially if they see it like in the context of like a, a full game a full normal basketball game that isn't like the all-star game uh yeah yeah that's just how i feel about it though yeah because i also like to think about um a couple years ago the fourth quarter of the all-star game um mm-hmm. i think it was the 2021 that was actually a good fourth quarter it was yeah. very competitive that was the year kobe died and yeah. they were really competitive in the last to get that target score mm-hmm. i'm just imagining something like that that something would actually like be that, but not that'd be a lot of fun game. to watch yeah like even if it's not an all-star game mm-hmm. um that'd be fun to watch trying to get to that target score almost like street ball style basketball exactly exactly and you're like having to play every single possession out like you're not running the clock you're not trying to do anything like that you're just playing basketball each possession you're trying to get the ball in the hoop every time you have the ball yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to do some research on this. This is really mm-hmm. interesting. Just, Josh, what do you guys think of this? No, I, I like I said, I think it would be interesting. But um, it was a, you guys had a very good conversation. So uh, it was fun to listen to. Jess, I mean, do you have anything to say? Not really. I mean, it's interesting. I like the fact that it would, like, like the end of the game where they foul. Like, that's mm-hmm. boring. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, yeah. a huge NBA person. But, like, that's happened so much, like, this year. Like, I remember one women's basketball game. They just kept doing it. Like, mm-hmm. it was pretty obvious who was going to win. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just kept fouling, like, stop it was like it was just very boring and it gets boring towards the end but like i mean 
it seems like a pretty like if it's gonna speed it up that's fine but like mm. then it's like how would like you guys are already talking about like how would the players feel and then like how would like spectators feel because mm-hmm. it's a very big switch if you're not playing a full four quarters mm-hmm. and also like it could be go longer than a normal game it could go shorter it's just like there's so many like what ifs in it but yeah it's definitely interesting yeah. i haven't heard of interesting that interesting for sure mm-hmm. so, so max well, any, max final yeah. words real quick before we had the break um definitely like one thing jess brought up was the foul shots like i'm just thinking of if the game were to end on a foul shot that'd be that'd be kind of interesting it's, to see because let's say you miss anticlimactic i know that yeah the, no the yeah. games the g league has tested it's happened in like a quarter of them um which it's like it happens it's unfortunate but like i think it's better to have like one of those games end in a foul shot than like every basketball game end in foul shots yeah <laughs> which is how it is now where it's like any close game will be foul shots to some extent and it'll just be a matter of whether teams hit their foul shots <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so uh oh, yeah. very good discussion dennis and max um we're gonna head to break uh this is wrcu.org um you can listen on WRCU. This is WRCU. You can listen to on WRCU.org as well as 88.7 uh, FM, New Brunswick. Uh, we're going to head to a quick break, but we'll be back to talk rapid fire, so stay tuned. And welcome back to the WRSU crew. The Friday crew is going to hit you up with some professional sports rapid fire news from all four pro big four the big four pro sports here uh last week i actually only did the uh my my personal uh big three sports which is the mlb the nfl and the nhl but this week i'm gonna add some nba because you know why not i'm in a i'm in a giving mood today i guess so uh in the in the nfl world the nfl combine uh has started with uh many uh Big players uh, competing in the combine. C.J. Stroud, just to name a few. I mean, just C.J. Stroud. And Adam Corsak. Adam, Cor- of course, of course. I was going to get to Adam Corsak, but uh, C- obviously C.J. Brown or C.J. Stroud. Uh, Will Levis. Will Levis, of course. Bryce uh, Young. Will Anderson, Bryce Young, uh, Bijan Robinson, Devin Witherspoon, uh, Tyree Wilson, and uh, those guys. And of course, you cannot forget Adam Corsak, the Rutgers punter. Who is probably a projected seventh round pick, Dennis? Is that uh, correct? somewhere sixth or seventh. Sixth or seventh. It depends. Corsak is is debatably, arguably the best punter in that draft class. Ever, probably. Ever, you think so? Ever? Yeah, ever. Wow, he's I the mean, greatest we, punter we of all time. <laughs> he's the greatest punter. He is of all awesome, time. and he's a, right. he's a really nice guy too. So he deserves yeah, it. Obviously. Um, so good luck to Adam Corsak in the NFL Combine. Uh, represent Rutgers well. We we had we've already had a. Rutgers player represent Rutgers well in the NFL. Isaiah Pacheco, Super Bowl champion. Don't forget it. So hopefully Corsak can go on a, uh, a a really good team. Hopefully he's drafted by a really good team in the seventh round and they go to the Super Bowl and Corsak wins it. So uh, good luck down on Corsak. Um, in the MLB world, uh, John Heyman actually discussed that. Uh, John Heyman actually reported that um, there has been discussions uh, amongst the Padres and their two uh, stars, Juan Soto, the outfielder, and Josh Hader, the relief pitcher, for some potential long-term deals. Uh, Juan Soto is, is a superstar in the MLB. He's debatably a top-five player, and that was a great trade for the Padres last year to acquire him. And uh, Josh Hader, they also the Padres also acquired Josh Hader. He is debatably probably the best relief pitcher uh, in the league, and uh, 
these would be some some key uh, additions or key extensions for yeah, I mean, the Padres to add to their team. With the money they've already shelled out, you can definitely promote being on the team as you are going to play on a contender for a while. Because, I mean, Machado's still there. Um, they got Bogarts, right? You've got those two yeah. on that side yeah, of the they have, infield. It just like, like, it's just so a much stacked money. team. Yeah. They might lose Machado, though. They might lose Machado. He just he just signed a long term deal. Did he? Ju- I thought I thought there was just a couple days yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh, it, that is true. I because yeah. I thought I thought I mean I guess I must have I must have missed this news. But yeah, I, mean, I know Machado was like was was he sa- was considering that he might, doing an opt out. He was but considering on Tuesday, opting out. They finalized wow. eleven years, right. three hundred fifty million. Okay. Yeah. Actually, no. I do remember this. I saw this yeah. news. This is true. And uh, so it's like with those players on for so long, why not sign along if right, you're getting yeah. as big of numbers as you'd get on the open market? Yeah, like, I, yeah. absolutely go for I it. Because I was like, wow, like, are the Padres going to lose out? Because Machado signed like a, a multi-year deal, like mm-hmm. a, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of years deal um, in 2019 when Bryce Harper mm-hmm. was also signed by the Phillies. Um, and yeah, uh, it seemed like, I mean, it was going smoothly and then he was deciding to opt out. Maybe that was a... a a way for him to get uh, a lucrative deal, but um, yeah, the Padres have a lot of money. They've showcased it, and they lost to the Phillies in the NLCS last year. And uh, I think they'll be contenders this year. So mm-hmm. uh, should be a fun team to watch. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna head uh, to the NHL. Actually, I've actually no, we're gonna head to the NBA. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read um, this quick headline. Uh, One better hit an absurd NBA first basket method parley to turn 77 cents. In the eighteen thousand dollars. Here's the parlay. Uh, it was a three-legged parlay. Uh, Bam, Bam Adebayo had to hit a layup um, as the first basket uh, in in I think the Sixers and Heat game. Uh, Cam Johnson had to hit a three-point field goal as a, his first basket uh, against in the Brooklyn Nets and Knicks game. And then Al Horford had to just hit a first basket in in his game with the Cavaliers and the Celtics. And this hit. This hit apparently it was seventy seven cents turned to eighteen thousand dollars, so uh, I guess I'm happy for that. Better, I mean that's crazy that seventy seven dollars can turn into something like that. So good for mm-hmm. good for him. My, my man made a payday. <laughs> that's a wild. And finally, in the in the NHL, I, this is something I actually want to discuss. We only have six minutes, but I feel like we could have a good conversation about it. Uh, so Patrick Kane, the uh, longtime Chicago Blackhawks winger, he won three Stanley Cups with the Blackhawks and is, is arguably one of the best American-born hockey players in the NHL. He was traded to the uh, New York Rangers a couple days ago before the trade deadline. And uh, so apparently ESPN, I saw this on TikTok, but there was a video where ESPN, uh, it was Stephen A. It was Michael K.'s show with Stephen A. Smith and, some, <laughs> I saw this and someone else. I, it, was, it was some woman. I don't know her name. Um, but Stephen A. Smith and this woman, uh, or the question was posed Molly to Michael. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so the, the question was posed to... Uh, was posed to Michael Kay on, on which New York team is, is close to winning a championship. And he said the Rangers. And Stephen A. Smith and, and whatever woman, what, what was her name, Max? Was this on first take? Because if so, it was I Molly so. Kiram. It was, it was Molly, first take, yeah, yeah, Molly Kiram. Uh, they, uh, they were clowning the NHL. They were like, oh, like, that doesn't count. Like, blah, blah, blah. Just clowning the NHL. And it's crazy because ESPN is owned by Disney. And ESPN... Or, or ESPN is is a home to because ESPN Plus has all the NHL. ESPN Plus has all the <laughs> NHL. Like they're home to literally all all the NHL games, and they're clowning on it. Like what? I thought that was just crazy. And then Stephen A. Smith, I think he, I think the NHL or like ESPN told him to uh, to send out a TikTok or like to social media of a video of him like being like, ah, I was just kidding. I'm a I'm a, a fan of Gary Bettman. I'm with friends. Uh, 
and I'm a, I'm a fan of the NHL, but come on, man. That is absolutely ridiculous that they would clown on the NHL when literally ESPN Plus is home to all the NHL games. Uh, yeah, it's the sort of thing where it's like, I feel like it's a bad decision, like... Uh, I don't know. NHL has, o- NHL, NHL has always been overlooked in, in America. It's really sad because it's a really fun sport to watch. I mean, obviously Canada, it thrives in Canada. But yeah. it, but in America... Well, uh, the Canadian teams aren't thriving, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but in, in America, it's 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 at the bottom of the totem pole, unfortunately, um, out, of the, out of the top four. And I hate to say it because I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an NHL fan. Uh, but, yeah, just the fact that they were clowning on it and then, then they tried to, like... Stephen H. Smith was like, oh, I was just kidding. Like, clearly, like... This, this, that man knows no puck. Stephen A. Smith does not know any puck. Well, and it's the sort of thing where it's like, it, it, it's the easy answer at this point to say that, like, I get, I get like, the way the question was asked, like, oh, what, like, New York team will be the next to win a title, and then just saying, oh, the Rangers, the team that just got, like, way better at the trade deadline. Um, and also, like, I don't know, like, it, it's not a very incendiary answer, I guess, and I think they wanted incendiary answers. Which partly I think was. I'm part sure they of wanted. The to, I sure. I'm sure they wanted to hear like a, a football team or a basketball team. I, I think. I think they wanted to hear either like the Mets or Yankees, or like someone to too. pick between the Mets and Yankees, because either yeah. the Yankees right now in what might end up being a slump, or the Mets right now like spending a bunch of money to finally win. Like one or the other would have been a much more interesting answer than just the Rangers. It's because it's because they don't. Steve Nelson doesn't know. Like I'm saying. Like I'm saying, he doesn't well, know puck. The thing is, like. Then the a then the Rangers make the Stanley Cup final or conference final. They made year? uh yeah they made the conference final last year. Also and, for and being okay, honest, they made the Stanley Cup in like 2015. If if we're being honest, uh, shout out Chris Akonis. Uh, NYCFC just won the uh, MLS like not that long ago. <laughs> and also actually shout out Jumping Johnny Hartnett. He's also a big Rangers fan. I think my style is my style of Rangers fan. Uh, there yeah, are a bunch of Rangers. There's fans a lot of Rangers fans at, at, at WRCU here. I know Jumping but, Johnny Hartnett is a huge Rangers fan. But yeah, there's all these different sports, and I agree. I, I don't. That was a little. I'll say that was ignorant for Stephen A. to say, because um, Michael K. You can't blame him for saying the Rangers, because when you look at it, first first things first, the Yankees they always go on a slump in the postseason. The Mets they got freaking destroyed after having a hundred win season. The Jets we don't talk about them. The Giants they're not going far. The Knicks we're not winning anything. The Nets they're not going far either. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised with the Rangers, especially after getting Kane. Like that's a legitimate answer. So I, I, it's, Stephen A. Yeah, I, Stephen A. is. Unfortunately, I feel like he's just gone way downhill with his takes. It, and it's a shame because he was, like, a legend a couple years ago. I mean, he's always been a legend until, like, re- I feel like recently he's had a lot of a lot of controversies, a lot of cold takes. And- I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I think it's fair to want a more interesting take than the Rangers are in a better spot than any of the other teams right now. I think the Rangers are probably Because, I mean, they the are. Spot. That's the thing. It's, like, because they are in such an obviously better spot, it's not an interesting take. But, like, it's <laughs> – but it's – I feel like I – f- I mean, it's – in terms of how the question was asked, like I guess, mad. yeah, and in terms of like, it was a valid answer by Michael K. I, I think. I think it was a valid answer, but I also think it's valid to say I I, I want a more fun answer than that. <laughs> like I think it's it's so obviously the correct answer that I'd want something funnier. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, I feel like just Americans just need to appreciate hockey more because it's a great sport. So uh, with that being said, I want to thank uh, the people on the crew with me: Jess Buckley, Dennis Geisler. Uh, Max Sanchez on Zoom in Ann Arbor, um, and also Connor joined for a couple minutes. Thank you for listening. Uh, This has been the WRSU Friday Crew.